Well, hello there and welcome to The Thrive Show. My name is Mike. I'm so excited that uh, you guys chose to join us uh, from wherever you're at. If you get a minute, go ahead and like and subscribe to our page uh, so that you can continue to uh, see all these Thrive Talks that will be happening here. Uh, I'm really excited to dive into the topic that we have today, uh, especially as we just dive more into what our vision is here uh, at our church at FCC, uh, which is we're going to uh, build thriving homes and spheres. And um, so I actually have the pleasure of having my wife uh, with us today on the Thrive Show. Uh, so my wife's name is Holly. Hi. Hey. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so that everybody that maybe knows you or doesn't know you uh, can kind of get a, a grasp of where you're coming from or where you're coming from. Okay, yeah. Um, so growing up, I grew in a small town outside of Cincinnati in New Richmond, and we had like a three-acre plot of land. I have four older siblings. I'm the youngest of five. And um, yeah, we, we grew up going to church, so um, we would pretty much regularly eat around the table uh, for dinner pretty much every single night, which was no small feat considering how many of us and the different things that we had going on at the time in our lives were super busy, but we always made it a point to meet around the table. And then as far as I can remember, my parents were always in like a community group um, and inviting people over for dinner. So I don't really remember a time that we weren't actively seeing other people and actively having others in our home whether for um, broad game nights we'd have like different rooms of games going on or for um, flashlight tag on the regular outside uh, um, yes yeah, so that's kind of my family and then um, my personality is if you're like the 16 personalities I'm the debater and if you are on the Enneagram, I am a seven wing eight, which is the op or, uh, op like opportunist. Op opportunist, that's it, opportunist. Yeah. Yes, so I'm the most extroverted types of personalities. And yeah, I'm, I'm shy and I'm not, I have my moments, but overall I think I like <laughs> the attention and just being wild and out there. Yeah, so you hit a little bit on um, how your family got together for a lot of, you know, they ate around the table for dinner, which mine did a lot growing up as well. Um, and so the topic that we are actually going to be discussing today is going to be um, inviting someone to your home. So that we're going to talk about these different thriving moments and how to get a, build a thriving home sphere. And so um, inviting someone to your home is something that's really, uh, something that's so, it can be so simple, but it also can be so hard. Uh, but it's something that really builds into a thriving home is just opening your home to people and uh, being vulnerable and so these are all things we're going to talk about but um, it's just really just really wanted to grasp that today of why it's so important to do that so my question for you is uh, why do you think it's vital for someone to or, uh, invite a person to, into their home uh, and how that builds into a thriving home yeah so I think there's a lot of elements um that we don't necessarily think about just in the aspect of inviting a person to our home. So one is there's this level of accountability when you invite someone into your home. So that includes 
how you interact with your children, uh, how messy or clean your home is, or even seeing how a couple like ourselves would interact with one another, kind of behind closed doors in a way, um, so that you, it's hard to like fake who you really are when you're in a comfortable setting such as your own home. So yeah, that level of accountability. Um, and then setting the norm for your kids as they're growing up. Like we have always talked about wanting to have a home where people come and mm-hmm. laughter's created and you from a young age will create what is normal for your kids growing up. So if it's normal for you to invite people on the regular to come over, then they're going to think nothing of it. And ideally they will continue in doing that as they grow up and create their own families and their own atmospheres. Like they will want to invite people in and, and be bold about inviting them in too. Yeah. Well, what specifically though about inviting someone into your home, uh, like creates a thriving atmosphere though? What would you say? Um, the thriving atmosphere, it, I mean, as far as like our whole life is centered around what God wants us to do mm-hmm. and the life that he wants us to lead. So one of the major things is creating community and not just where you live, but in your own home. So inviting people into that home, making sure that they see like the nitty gritty of your life. Like I said, includes like the shape of your home and the way you parent your kids and um, not just for our benefit, but hopefully for theirs too, because oftentimes when you're, well, almost every time, if you're invited into somebody's home, it creates that desire of like, I'm wanted, I am desired here, I I have people who love me and like they want me to enter into their space. There's a level of trust and vulnerability, I think, that enters in that, that too. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a big thing you touched on, um, you know, you creating a level of trust. And so um, who or what types of people would you invite into your home? <laughs> well, I feel yeah. like we invite a lot of people into our home. We yeah, invite... <laughs> for the, specifically the people that are watching this or listening to this, like, so maybe some examples, of, you know, like, like for instance... Um, don't just invite your friends into your home. Yeah, no, we've invited a lot of people that we don't know at all. Like people that we've just kind of seen, usually in church or at an event or something that we're like, you know what, we would love to get to know them or like they're around our age. Mm-hmm. Like it would just be so great to get to know them on a, on a more personal level. So mm-hmm. yeah, strangers is definitely <laughs> one of my go-tos yeah. that I do with people. Yeah, so, so how do you invite those people into your home? Like what, what maybe some, a little nugget of advice that you've gotten over your uh, time of doing so. I don't know if this is a nugget of advice for everybody, but I typically, <laughs> I will typically chase, literally, so I've chased after people as they're going to leave church <laughs> or I've just like remembered on the spot because like I said, I'm very extroverted. It, mm-hmm. It's not, it's not weird for me to just like, Hey, do you want to come over? So for me, I just go up and ask them. I like the idea of a face-to-face invite Mm -hmm. and that being bold and going to somebody versus a text message. But I think a text message is great too, especially with the stage in which we're in. But it's literally Mm -hmm. as simple as like, hey, would you guys like to come over for dinner? Would you like to 
come have dinner in our house sometime. How about Tuesday? Yeah, well, it, it all it all goes back to one of our our leader values at FCC, which is pursuing people, yeah. and that that's a huge part of it is continuing to pursue people, even though maybe they don't want pursued or yeah, or maybe you think they don't want pursued, but you're not sure, and just continuing to do that to be faithful to it, it really shows that you love people that you want, you know, that you're not just you know and inviting people into your home it isn't just for your benefit it's for other people's benefit too yeah. so i think that's a huge thing which kind of plays into the next question i had for you mm -hmm. so how can we do this how can we invite people in, into our home like during a pandemic yeah that's definitely a tricky question because everyone's comfort levels and then health is different mm -hmm. so we have our kind of our sphere of people that we almost have to see regularly that we invite as far as strangers go um, I like to just look at it as like, just ask, just ask, assume, kind of assume nothing. I think at home we talked about like, just expect they'll say no. But I yeah. think if I, the more I thought about it, I was like, I think your expectations should be just non-existent and then just mm -hmm. hopeful for like the greatest outcome, which is that you will have a connection with them and they will say yes. And, and if not now, then you've created an opportunity for them to say yes when they are comfortable or you know, when they do feel like their health is good or your health is good or whatever it is. I mean, you can't just not do it because things are uncomfortable right now. You still have to like move with life. You still have to chase after what God wants you to do and the community in which he wants you to live in instead of pulling back and being by yourself all the time. Right. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that we, as we were you know, preparing for the show. One of the things that came up was like, how do we do this in a pandemic? What, yeah. how, who do we invite? And, you know, this the fear of somebody saying no it's like well I've, I've tried so much and they've already said no and yeah and having just this understanding that going into it especially in this day and age and, and how things are that most people might well, they will they probably will say no and and that's okay it doesn't mean that that you don't try it doesn't mean that that by you going to them and inviting them that they won't feel, you know, they won't walk away from that being like, oh, that was so great that yeah. they invited me and they thought of me like that. Like it's, it's literally the littlest things that can really make people feel loved. Yeah. And like inviting people into your home is just such a simple thing yeah. to do. Um, so we kind of hit on earlier about uh, inviting strangers into your home. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of pull back from one of our past experiences of doing that where we, um, so for for the viewers or for people listening to this holly and i this was probably three or four years ago i can't remember exactly yeah we talked about it yeah. probably about three three and a half years ago yeah so about three and a half years ago um we were really feeling the pull of god in our lives and i was i think at that point i was interning at the church yes i'm not sure if i was quite on staff or not yet mm -hmm. um but i was interning at the church i was really feeling the pull of god in our life and we're like all right well how can we what can we do? Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of became the, this need that we didn't even know was there. Yeah. Where uh, people our age or even younger, so we call them the young adults group, which we, we called it 18 to 30, but it was more like 18 to like mid-20s yeah. or so. But um, to where we would just <laughs> say, uh, on Friday nights, we're going to open up our home. And because there's all the, all the temptations of the world... Uh, that are going on out there, you know, and, and people that are that age are typically, um, you know, hey, you want to go out to the bar, you want to do this or that, pursuing things that are, aren't godly, and so yeah. we wanted to open up our home, 
and really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. So. No. No, we did. We had, um, so we had two children at the time who were both one, maybe even getting close to two and one years old. And then I was pregnant. And I think part of our motive, motive, <laughs> I think part of the reasoning that we wanted to invite people in was because we didn't have the capabilities to go because of our kids. Like part of it was because, yeah, we just, we, like, we weren't going to be able to meet them out at maybe the hours that they would like to hang out at. So we tried to create a a safe place, an opportunity to have interactions with adults that you may not know very well or have, but to have like the same core values of what they want life to look like. And they just don't really know where to go or get started with that Mm -hmm. outside of church and outside of a community group where you can just like be, have fun, have conversations and just, I don't know, exist together without like any motive than to just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. that was something we were talking about. Like, you know, sometimes when you put the the label of this is a church sponsored event, so to speak, uh, people are like, ah, they'll make like, they'll have five excuses as to why they can't be there. Yes, for sure. And so we were, we really just literally opened up our home to be like, Hey, we're just here. Yeah. If you want to come, I mean, there were weeks where we had like one person, one or two people show up. Yes. But then there were weeks where we literally like <laughs> we were bringing in our end tables by the couch yeah, for because people just, yeah, cause we, <laughs> we just didn't, didn't have, have any room. Seats. Yeah, it was, but it was really great though. And so that the, the point I wanted to make about that or to ask you about on that was, you know, that was our, we were married two years. So it's we like were the two, second, yeah, second, two and, a, um, two and a half years. Yeah. And so that was our second year of marriage and we were still trying to figure it out. Uh, so how did that, would from your perspective how did that build into us having a thriving home yeah so at the time we um had just moved into our house probably six months prior to that and we we lived with my parents at the time and we'd always talked about wanting to invite people over but because we lived with my parents we wanted to like respect that that was their house and and not just invite over whoever we wanted to <laughs> so when we got the space we kind of just jumped at it we wanted to we knew our space was small Mm -hmm. but we knew what we wanted and we didn't want to create an excuse to not do it Mm -hmm. so we uh we wanted to do it early on too so that we were used to it as like a new mom and and now i have my own like we have our own home but i say i have my own home because the responsibilities of what that house actually ends up looking like it yeah. falls a lot on me so yeah. it 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 could i could have looked at it like it was too much like mm-hmm. small kids i'm pregnant i have this house to take care of i don't know what the heck i'm doing but we really chose to to be really intentional about like no this is the life that we want this is how we want to do things and let's just do it let's stop like waiting until our kids are older or stop waiting until we have a bigger table or a bigger dining room even like we just kind of went all in really fast yeah we didn't mess around we were just like all right this is yeah this is what we have yeah it kind of did fall on our lap so we just were like say yes like our our i think one of our mottos in life is just like say yes Mm -hmm. like if we feel at all like it could be god like just say yes you know what's the worst that could happen by inviting people into your home to share a meal and get to know each other. Yeah. So how did that specifically, though, like help us thrive, do you think? Or did it? I think it helped us thrive. I mean, I would say now it's very easy for us to invite people over. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say 
uh, when you let people into your new marriage, when you're still finding things out, like <laughs> with other people being there, things can be frustrating, but you like still try to be your best self. So I think it, whereas if nobody came over, we could just, who would be accountable to what we said to each other or yeah. to like the state of our home. But because people were regularly coming over, like it created a space where I would try to clean the house more and you know, obviously our interactions were not to say they were bad before because they weren't, but now there are other people to just make you be aware of, oh, maybe I said them in the past and I shouldn't say it now because somebody else is here or ever for that matter. But yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up the show, um, just wanted to, to leave the viewers and listeners with a little bit of nuggets of maybe some helpful information and you can elaborate on these if you want. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that really Holly and I have figured out through this entire process was um, when you invite somebody into your home, you, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to be vulnerable to go to that place. And um, it's, just, it's just amazing what happens when you are vulnerable, when you are like, this is what it is. Yeah. And Sorry, the house isn't clean. I have kids. And, um, I mean, that never happened. We, we definitely have never used that excuse before. But, um, but really, seriously, like, you know, it's, I, to me, and I don't know about you, a house is more inviting for me when I walk in and it's not in an impeccable condition. Like when, when you walk in and like all the throw pillows are perfectly on the couch and everything just got vacuumed and everything, you know. Yeah, it looks so, nice, but it's not super realistic to life. Right, So exactly. it's not very relatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when people come to our house, it's like, yeah, we, we live here. <laughs> so, sorry. But we also have four kids now. Yes. So that's a big change. But, yeah, be vulnerable. Be open to being yourself. Uh, that's uh, And that kind of leads to the next point is you don't have to do this perfectly. You mm -hmm. can... 100% learn as you go. That's, yeah. And that's what we learned a lot from our time with the young adults group that we had that came over yeah. that ate with us. It was just that we didn't have it together. We weren't no. perfect. We were ha we had people sitting on end tables. <laughs> we uh, we had a, a small, you know, three-bedroom, two-bath two house that was, I think, Yeah, it was maybe like a just, manufactured home. Yeah, just mm -hmm. over 1,200 square feet. Like, it was not, I mean, it wasn't fit to accommodate a ton of people to right. come in there but and, and we didn't do everything perfectly there was plenty of times where I was just starting to cook dinner you were just starting to cook dinner as people got there yeah and you know we picked up a lot of nuggets of help from yeah. and just different things from different people but uh it does you don't have to be perfect yeah to I don't somebody in your own. I don't have the gift of hospitality at all <laughs> and it it doesn't I like it's it, it's amazing how forgiving people really are. Like, we think they care about your clean home. We think they care about, like, being served as they walk in the door. Yeah, or, like, that the food might taste good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it usually did. So. <laughs> it's I think a long time it was a fail. But, yeah, like, that stuff, we think it, it's more important than what it is. What's important is they feel welcome they feel desired they feel loved and mm -hmm. and and almost like they feel tr they feel trusted to be able to walk into your messy life and be vulnerable in that moment and like hey i'm sorry this is messy or like whatever but yeah I, I don't think i've had anybody been like oh man i've actually been thanked on more than one occasion for inviting people in while still messy 
because yeah. it's created that like, oh, maybe I don't like because they didn't care, but they thought other people cared. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're not we're not going to do anything to let your house, you know. <laughs> it's not that messy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really not that messy. But yeah, for sure. You want to be, you know, and, and that's that's what the Bible tells us to do. It tells us to pursue hospitality. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons that we do invite people uh, to have dinner with us to sit around tables is because there's just something special about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus knew that because he would, oftentimes you'd find him, he would be at a tax collector's house or somebody he shouldn't be with, according to the Pharisees. Yeah. And he would be around a table, sitting with them, building relationships. That's how Jesus did it. That's who we want to model. Yeah. And that's, you know, really how to build a thriving home. One of the things you can do is just simply invite somebody to share a meal with you, to, to play games with you. I mean, a lot of amazing and awesome moments in our lives and yeah. in life in general happen around a table. Yep. And so I, it's, it's literally that simple. So just want to encourage you with that. Be vulnerable. You don't have to be perfect. And ultimately what this is about is connecting with others. And yeah. That that connection will will lead to a thriving home because you'll be able to stay connected with people around you. You'll be able to, I mean, you and I have gotten closer and more connected through inviting people to our home. Yeah, definitely. I would would yeah. Yes. I, hopefully, I'm right on that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you're listening to this or watching this, just just know that um, you know it's all about the connection. It's all about pointing people to Jesus and a really simple way to do that is to just simply invite people into your home. So I hope uh, that this was some great information for you and was hopefully insightful at some point. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. uh, Yeah, we're looking forward to many more of these. So um, until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit FCCFamily.com.